On Monday, September 14th, the Santa Barbara Public Health Department issued a health order requiring daily health screenings for COVID-19 symptoms or positive cases in workers living in H-2A housing. Also, the County of Santa Barbara recently joined the state's Housing for the Harvest program. The compact, dorm-like housing provided to H-2A workers, non-immigrant foreign laborers on seasonal work visas, are often occupied by multiple families, making it difficult to properly quarantine or avoid COVID-19 infection. Along with this, workers face poor working conditions that include a lack of social distancing procedures and a shortage of personal protective equipment, as well as alleged intimidation from some employers that put workers' jobs at risk. The Santa Barbara Independent reported that a housing facility for H-2A workers in Ventura County led to more than 190 workers testing positive for coronavirus. The county made a response to the surging positive cases by joining the Housing for the Harvest program on September 3rd. The program, introduced by Governor Gavin Newsom, provides agricultural workers with temporary hotel housing for those who have tested positive or have been exposed to the virus. The state of California would pay for 14-day hotel stays for workers in Santa Barbara County, as well as provide wellness checks. The most recent response, mandatory health screenings for H-2A workers, has been called an important victory by the Central Coast Alliance United for a Sustainable Economy, cause. The health order comes as a result of more than 11,000 signatures on a petition demanding action in Santa Barbara and Ventura counties. I spoke to Lucas Zucker, the Policy and Communications Director at CAUSE, about the new health officer order and the Housing for the Harvest program. Can you start off by introducing yourself and what you do at CAUSE? Uh, my name is Lucas Zucker. I'm the Policy and Communications Director at CAUSE. Um, we're a social justice advocacy organization uh, in Santa Barbara and Ventura counties. Um, and we've got a, a range of issues from immigrants' rights to farm worker rights, affordable housing, and so I, I do our policy analysis and advocacy as well as, you know, work with media, digital media. Santa Barbara County announced a health order requiring daily health screenings for H-2A housing, for COVID symptoms or positive cases. Can you speak on this, maybe how it came about and the impact you think this will have? It's a major victory for protecting the health of farm workers uh, during this pandemic who have been particularly hard hit. Um, certainly in the, in the Central Coast here, we've seen major outbreaks in agricultural communities like Santa Maria, Oxnard, um, where yeah, farm workers who are, who are essential workers are uh, often exposed. Um, and in particular, the H-2A program has been kind of a, a, a hotspot of concern. Um, the H-2A program is the temporary visa program for agriculture. And so it's, it's descended from the notorious Bracero program where workers are kind of brought for a season um, you know, work work for the harvest, and then and then sent home afterwards. And their employers can manage their housing, transportation, um, uh, food, their visa. Um, and so, because workers are often in uh, tight quarters in in shared bunk housing, um, you know, transported together to the work site in vans, um, it's a lot of potential for uh, transmission of the virus be between workers. Um, and, uh, and those workers also are, you know, in a, in a country they don't know just for a short period of time, you know, don't, don't really know where to get resources um, and, and are less likely to report issues that they're having, um, you know, of any kind, you know, including kind of wage issues or, you know, other health and safety issues. Um, and so this uh, health order in particular targets 
um, H-2A housing uh, operating in, in Santa Barbara County uh, and requires um, screening every day for symptoms. Um, so, so doing a temperature check uh, and asking uh, workers about their symptoms like you would do at a hospital or a nursing home in, in the county. Um, it requires mandatory reporting if uh, a worker tests positive. The company has to report it right away um, to County Public Health, which has been an issue with um, you know, the largest agriculture outbreak we had in Santa Barbara County, um, which was at uh, Better Radio Farms, better known as Boney Park. And there's also the Housing for the Harvest program. How effective has that been and are resources uh, really reaching those who need it? Yeah. Um, I think it's it's brought some some major added value to uh, what the county was already doing in terms of uh, providing resources for for farm workers to to isolate. Um, you know, one of the the big issues is that because the wages in farm work are so low um, and the cost of living here is so high, uh, many farm workers uh, you know live multiple families to a home. Um, you know, in, in crowded housing, and so when um, workers get uh, you know. COVID-19 and need to isolate, it's, it's really difficult. And so um, the Housing for the Harvest program, which is a, a state program that Santa Barbara County is participating in, um, allows workers to isolate in a, you know, in a motel um, where, where they can then, you know, um, get regular, um, uh, you know, health, health visits, these wellness visits that are provided by a nonprofit contracted um, by the County Family Service Agency. Um, and really making sure those those workers um, you know are um, are being checked up on for their um, um, you know for their symptoms and not just being told to isolate and then being left alone um, and I think this is really important when you look at um, some of the uh, some of the things that happened with with that big outbreak that um, was in in Santa Maria at, at Boney Pack um, with H2A workers uh, it's really clear why this is needed, not, not just the isolation, but the extra resources of actually going and, and kind of checking up on these workers and making sure there's someone who's culturally competent, able to communicate and build trust with, with farm workers um, like Family Services Agency. Um, and so, so for example, uh, actually the, the outbreak uh, that, that happened there, um, it wasn't immediately reported to County Public Health. Um, it actually kind of came to light because a worker was filing with the state of California a wage theft claim. He, he had been um, kind of improperly, you know, not, not paid his full wages um, for, for what he was owed. Um, and, you know, he mentioned to, to kind of state, state labor agencies uh, that, hey, I, uh, you know, uh, I, I've seen that there's, there's you know, COVID-19 in my workplace. Um, and that was passed on to Santa Barbara County Public Health. And so essentially the company kind of tried to sweep it under the rug initially. Um, and, and it was only later that it kind of came to light, um, you know, and, and at that point, you know, workers were, were uh, being asked to isolate it in motels. You know, this, this worker who had, who had kind of been the, the initial whistleblower, um, you know, he, he saw that, that one of his colleagues had, you know, had been isolated in a hotel and, and had died in that, you know, in that hotel. And he said, I don't, I don't you know, I don't want to die. I don't want to, you know, I don't know what's happening there. You know, I'm in a foreign country, you know, you know, um, I just came here to work for the season. Um, I'm just going to go home. And he just, he went back home to, to Mexico and, and, um, you know, and I think that, that gets at why there's a need for, um, you know, kind of cultural competency and outreach to, to farm workers. Um, you know, why, you know, we need folks to, yeah, speak the language, understand, you know, um, what's going on with workers and even, even understand, I think, you know, in terms of, 
uh, a lot of farm workers, the work is incredibly difficult and dangerous, even on a day-to-day level, you know, without a pandemic, without a wildfire, um, you know, it's one of the most deadly jobs in America. Um, and many farm workers, you know, they're, they're, it's predominantly male workforce, um, particularly with H2A, um, and, you know, folks who, who are used to, to tough conditions and often feel like, well, I want to tough it out. I don't want to look like someone who complains. I don't want to look like someone who's, who, you know, is not a hard worker. Um, don't report symptoms, um, you know. And so having someone who's going to kind of check up on those, those workers in the hotels is, is really important and kind of provide resources and let them know what resources are in our local community, especially for those workers who are just here seasonally and, and haven't been living here long term. Um, there was a, another worker named Eriberto who we worked with um, who, who kind of was, a, was another whistleblower. He actually kind of reported on Facebook um, to, to a local media outlet um, that it wasn't just what was initially reported in the news, you know, about maybe about a dozen workers um, that, that they thought, uh, you know, had it. He said, no, there's, there's like 80 workers here who, who have tested positive, you know, we're, we're isolating motels. He, um, you know, they've been, they've been taken from the hotels where they were being housed in kind of bunk housing um, under the H2A program to uh, a Motel 6 where they were kind of, you know, more spread out. Um, and he lived directly underneath the worker who, who died. Um, you know, and, and yeah, he, he, he brought that to light. He was actually retaliated against. He was kicked out of that, um, of that motel, motel six by his employer after they found that he was kind of talking to media. Um, and, and, uh, you know, at that, at that point, you know, again, he's, he's isolated, doesn't know anyone. He's in a, you know, um, in an unfamiliar country, didn't know just like where to get medicine or, or, you know, how to see a doctor, um, how to navigate the, the U S healthcare system. And so, um, you know, this program of providing extra resources uh, is, is really important, as well as the new health order um, that's, that's going to require that regular screening and that mandatory reporting. Um, so the outbreak of, of one worker contracting the disease doesn't turn into 85 workers who have it because the company failed to take action and failed to, to notify the public health department. With these new programs and, and the new health order, is there going to be extra enforcement? Will, will employers be more closely watched now in terms of making sure workers are, are receiving these resources? Yeah, um, there is a little bit of extra for enforcement in the, in the sense that this is, you know, this actually has teeth and, you know, has uh, fines attached if, if uh, you know, employers don't, don't follow this. Um, I think, you know, there's challenges in terms of the, the, you know, public health department not always having the resources to go out and, you know, inspect every every farm and make sure that, you know, they're, they're following this. Um, and so one of the things that we've been advocating for is a hotline where farm workers can call and report issues um, anonymously. And, and um, you know, that makes it a much more streamlined process than kind of a, a you know, a more complex kind of reporting. And, you know, it, it creates a, a hotline where, you know, you can call and there's going to be, you know, folks that answer in Spanish or, you know, or in some of the indigenous languages maybe that are, that are spoken in the fields. Um, you know, from, from uh, Southern Mexico. Um, but there's, there's a real need for more enforcement. I think more broadly of a lot of, uh, you know, issues, labor issues impacting farm workers. You know, it's, um, uh, there's a lot of different factors in terms of, you know, because of fear, because of people's immigration status, uh, language barriers, not just, you know, Spanish, but also indigenous language speakers. Um, you know, uh, just just the kind of the, the culture in the industry and fear of retaliation and fear of not being seen as, as someone who's working hard or being seen as someone who's complaining and not being hired again the next season. Um, you know, just the real isolated nature of, of where farm workers are, are working and sometimes living when it comes to the H2A program. 
And so there's certainly, uh, you know, a need for more enforcement. This is a big step forward, um, but it's, it's not everything that we need. Thank you to Lucas Sucker at Cause for speaking with me and sharing more about the latest developments on the spread of COVID among essential workers in Santa Barbara and Ventura counties. More information about advocacy for migrant farm workers can be found at causenow.org. With KCSB News, I'm Aubrey Valerio.